Hello and welcome to Exit the Stage Door. I am your host, Aaron Teachman, and it is late and I have to get up early. But you know what? That doesn't matter right now. What matters right now is that I have a podcast for you. And it's a fun one. And it is Amanda Herman who is the marketing and development manager at Next Stop Theater in Herndon. Yes, there is a theater in Herndon. It's been there for a while. I didn't know this either until recently, until I had to drive out there. And I also didn't quite realize how far away Herndon was from the center of D.C. until there were a billion cars between me and Herndon. But it was all worth it because Amanda was, and I'm sure still is, delightful. Um, And she gives us just a fantastic amount of insight in what it was like to be an intern recently in in, in that system and what it's like, um, but also what it's like to be in marketing and development. It's my very first marketing and development interview. It's, I don't do interviews. I'm sorry. It's a conversation. Um, but it was great. She's fantastic. Next Stop is doing some really great things. If you're out Herndon Way, please check that I'm out. They have a a show coming up that opens May 12th, City of Angels. It's a weird musical noir film hybrid thing with a score by Cy Coleman, who, if you know who that is, you should already have bought your ticket because he's amazing. Uh, and the set is amazing. I was very privileged to see it. Um, the only thing I will tell you is this, that um, so Next Stop Theater is housed in what used to be an industrial park and the heating element there got a little cranky kind of toward the middle otherwise technically too super flawless like it it went really well it was totally fine but there's a big old fan in the background a big old fan in the background for some of this but don't worry it doesn't ruin it because amanda knows how to project because she is a fantastic human being and a wonderful uh person to chat with on a rainy thursday night Thank you so much. And now, please enjoy Amanda Herman. I'll take the headphones off very soon. I totally promise. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just need to. If you confirm. need them, I don't care. <laughs> no, I just need to see these waveforms, and then I know it's telling the truth, and then I can take them off in theory. Uh, cool. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Do a little adjustment to the levels just, just because. I'm a fiddler. That's how <laughs> that goes. So, hi. 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 Thanks for uh, waiting for me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> to clear up the awful Washington traffic. Yeah. So I can come out to Next Stop Theater in Herndon. I yes. never spent any time in Herndon other than to get to Dulles. Mm-hmm. But you were, I was like, oh, Herndon, okay, Virginia, uh, that's fine. And then I, when I actually looked at the map, I was like, oh, like, that's, that is Dulles. It is, yeah. Mm, okay. And that's kind of what we consider our niche like every you know a lot of the dc theaters have their their genre niche but ours is that we're really kind of the only theater out here in the dulles corridor mm-hmm. um, which can include part of loudon county too and this kind of western part of fairfax county um, but there's a lot of people out here yeah i say so. it's actually i the the i was passing by all these office parks and microsoft and ba systems like really like high level stuff it feels I mean, it's there's city between here and D.C., so it doesn't yeah. feel like, although Waze took me through the country. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the rich people country, I might add. Um, <laughs> so it is great that, because um, I didn't realize this, but it's 25 miles. It is. To downtown D.C. from yeah. here. So it's great that there is theater out here. Yeah, and it's great now with the metro being oh, out yeah. here. It's only two and a half miles to the Wheelie Reston station. And then when the Herndon station gets built, mm-hmm. it's going to be very close on Herndon Parkway, which is what Next Stop Theater is off of. So oh, yeah. it'll be almost walkable. Nice. Not oh, that will be walkable. great. Yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, so the, I've noticed a couple of the signs around here. Uh, I think, does the awning say it too? Industrial Strength Theater? Um, that's what it used to be called. So oh, okay. Next Stop Theater has been a professional theater for just, we're finishing our third professional season right now. Oh, okay. Wow. That's a lot younger than um, I thought. Yeah. But this, this place has been a theater and our company has been uh, a theater company since 1988 and was actually a community volunteer based theater for 25 years. Oh, okay. Um, so the industrial strength theater is what they called it, um, 
when they were the Eldon Street players, which is what a lot of people are still learning our new name. And you say, oh, no, you they used to be the Eldon Street players. And they're like, oh, yes, okay, yes, next stop yes. now. Gotcha. We yeah. are in kind of an industrial park. We are, yeah, and that's what it was named after. Right, okay, yeah. Because this... Um, it's, it's a garage. Like, there's yeah, a I mean, garage door. I'm staring at a giant one. Too. Yeah. <laughs> we have two garage doors, um, which is actually really helpful because our team <laughs> shop is right there, and you just take it through the garage door yeah, into the absolutely. space. And, um, but, yeah, it's, it can... It can be hard to find us if you're not sure. Yeah, I came in from the wrong side, I think. I, I, Waze was doing its Wazy things. So I came in from like Sunset Hills mm-hmm. and then like had to come all the way around the industrial park yeah, again. Yeah. It's interesting because a lot of it has actually been turned into restaurants as well. So it's mm-hmm. actually like you're not on an island being the only thing. You've got places, you, you're part of a kind of a destination, which is interesting. Yeah, and it's it's so nice to be so close to Fairfax County Parkway and the toll road mm-hmm. exit and Reston, Reston Town Center. So there's a lot of a lot of things that are in proximity. Yeah, yeah. so okay. Next stop theater. Do you do you wanna talk about the is there a mission statement you want to talk about as well since we're normally I would save this for like the, the plugs but since we opened with it why not? Yeah sure <laughs> sure. Um yeah we do um ambitious intimate and accessible theater and theater programming that's kind of the the um keyword Mm -hmm. bit of our mission (laughs) um so accessible we want people to feel like they can come to our shows and they're going to get something that they um are familiar with sometimes but ambitious in the sense that maybe they're not going to always be familiar with Mm -hmm. it um, we want people to feel like they can um, they can love our <laughs> comedy that we put on in February, not really love the you know drama that we put on in March, but then they'll see us again in May for the mm-hmm. musical. Okay. So we kind of do a little bit of everything just mm-hmm. to also, because we're um, the, really the only theater out here in this location. <laughs> so we're trying to really bring... Um, a full range of theatrical experiences. And then we also have our education program, which has really been growing since the beginning of our professional life, I guess, our professional (laughs) entity. (laughs) Um, So now we have programs throughout the year for kids. We have classes for adults. Um, So it's really uh, brought us closer to the community in that Mm, way too. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's intimate because we're a 114 black box theater with six rows and stadium seating. So you are never more than 25 feet away from yeah. the stage. <laughs> it's hilariously almost, the back row is almost taller than the pipe grid, which is yeah. fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> For the lighting designers, this uh, must be a challenge. It is, definitely. It's tall enough, though. I, I used to design and do some lighting for uh, community youth theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Stewartstown Summer Theater back in the day and uh, it it had 10 foot ceilings mm-hmm. and 8 foot ceilings and that is not stadium and not stadium ceilings wow <laughs> so yeah. it was, that was yeah that was that kind of challenge uh, cool you are the I, we haven't said this yet I don't think uh, the no, director yeah. of marketing and development marketing and development managers marketing okay. and development yeah. manager okay not director yet <laughs> Not yet. I've only been here eight months. So. <laughs> um, yeah. So I. Um, do you want me to go into like? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that? absolutely. So yeah. So I grew up in Herndon. Mm, oh, okay. Um, I had heard of the Elden Street Players. I had come to see a couple of their children's shows as a child myself. Um, and I always knew I wanted to go into theater, but I, you know, ended up never working with Elden Street Players while they were volunteer. Um, and then. So I went away to school, studied at JMU for theater, go Dukes. Um, and uh, after that, I started doing arts administration apprenticeships. I worked at Oslo Repertory Theater um, at Berkshire Theater Festival. And then I came back to this area. Um, I always knew that I wanted to be in the DC theater uh, scene. Um, and so I started working here as a house manager. Um, mm-hmm. while I was interning at Forum Theater. Um, 
just to make some extra cash. And I was like, oh, they're five minutes away from my parents' house. It's really great. <laughs> like, they're a professional theater now. Cool. And um, it's just been a really great company to work for. And so um, about halfway through that year, I did my fellowship at Shakespeare Theater in development. Um, and kind of near the end of that, they were putting together the budget for this year and looking to um, push together kind of two part-time contracty kind of positions. Um, and luckily, because I'd been working here, they kind of knew where my background was. <laughs> right, and yeah. I met with Evan, and we talked about it. And and uh, the board was um, was into, in, interested in hiring me. So <laughs> here tight. I am. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a fairly quick transition in to from intern to manager <laughs> yes but that's you know when you consider that we only have three full-time staff members and next up then it, it makes a little bit more sense yeah well, <laughs> that's true that's true do you is this full-time for you then or yeah. do you yeah yeah I'm full-time um and there's also our, our producing artistic director Ivan Hoffman is full-time and our TD Jack Gold um, Golden is also full-time so we have a lot of uh, awesome people that work for us as contractors too but we're kind of the three that are always here and then our um, director of finance administration Matthew Thompson will tell you he's part-time <laughs> but he's here all the time and he <laughs> does so much he uh, it, it's funny because they didn't really have anybody in my position before I started doing it and they've been planning the company for a year plus two years of doing shows so they had like three years of not having somebody to do any marketing or fundraising besides the two of them mm. Evan and, and Matt um so I kind of took parts of Matt's job and parts of Evan's job and like that's now the things that I'm mm-hmm. in charge of um so yeah yeah and the, so <laughs> uh I like to put everything on the table uh this is such a convenient one I think I've I think I used to have this table at this not this particular <laughs> table, obviously. Anyway, yeah. um, I contacted you for two reasons. Okay. Well, I, I went digging around the people who I had previously interviewed there, like the other work and the other artists that I should get to know. And you, you are or were, a, I don't, an associate, an artistic associate of Pinky Swear? Yeah, I was an associate company member. That's what it is, um, yeah for like a year and some change and then they actually just asked me to become a company member uh, a couple months ago oh so, cool yeah. all right so you you are uh you are full-fledged all over the place yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh full-time doesn't mean you can't you can't you can have more than one full-time job oh yeah well i feel like anybody who does theater in this area yeah. feels that way i just feel really lucky that my full-time job gets to be doing theater right and supporting yeah. theater so. yeah um, but yeah, Pinky Swear is kind of right now where I get to do the more artistic things like writing and mm-hmm. acting and, um, you know, being part of a company that's choosing work and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I have zero say here in <laughs> stop and, and things that happen, but it's nice to have that outlet and. Right. Yeah. Yeah. To be, it's a, it's a different side of the coin and that's, I mean, that's, yeah. a, it's a very common thread. Um, I mean, talked about it with Danielle who. Uh, do, who probably wasn't with Shakespeare when you were the fellowship? No, uh, was she? I don't think so. Danielle Mulman. She worked in HR though, but she's a playwright. Yeah, um, um, I think she. I think she was there at the beginning mm-hmm. of my thing. But I also have heard of her because I did. I stage managed a show for Field Trip Theater. And oh yeah, she works of course. With them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which show did you do? Um, bigger than you, bigger than me. Oh, no, I missed that one unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's funny. But she talked about that as well. Like. Uh, the day job is an important thing and it's some and it's very nice when that day job can also be in theater kind yeah. of thing yeah um but you do have two separate muscles to exercise with respect mm-hmm. to theater the arts administration versus the artistic side they're both necessary but yeah. very different well and i think also the nice thing is that um i get to meet people who work in theater and kind of like use my admin <laughs> muscles to like help me get into artistic positions yeah like, yeah or like know. help me like you know be able to bring that up or be I mean I find my job is is 
very much helped by the fact that I'm like a theater person too. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. there's, I know there's some places where you can work where the admin people don't necessarily have to be theater people. And right. it's nice to be able to like geek out about what show we're doing <laughs> next season. And like, I know exactly how to market that because yeah. I love that show too. Right. Yeah. yeah. That, that's one of the interesting things that happens when theaters get so big that their administration offices are not the same as the theater. Mm-hmm. And it's true. Like I, I talked to uh, Shayla and she talks about the, did you, oh, I forget how she put it. She had a very elegant, eloquent, like the 10th street river, the 10th street divide that keeps the people who run Ford's from Ford's theater. Oh. And there are people who work even, it's even, even at the alley theater where the buildings are connected. Mm-hmm. The admin offices are on the 18th floor and the shops are obviously on the ground floor yeah, yeah. of the building next door. Well, oh. the, usually the three and a half is where I used to hang out there. But um, mm-hmm. but even that leads to sort of this sense of division. Like it is totally possible at that point for someone to work in the finance department and never to set foot in the theater. Yeah, yeah. Except possibly as an audience member. And that's a different experience. It's a different relationship to the theater. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Which, I mean, yeah. Shakespeare theaters operating offices are two and a half miles from either yeah. theater so uh that's going to change they're working hard to change that but yeah definitely it's not totally in their hands unfortunately mm-hmm. i don't know if you can vote on that subject people who live in dc but please help them change the zoning <laughs> yeah uh yeah sometimes it's really great to be here working backstage in our green room slash scene <laughs> shop uh but other times i I wish that I had an office that was somewhere else sure, just because yeah. we're such a small shop. And, and, uh, like yesterday I was like, Jack, when are you guys going on your lunch break so I can make some development phone calls? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, uh, it's great to work with people who are so flexible about that. Mm. Um, but yeah, sometimes I wish that we had a little <laughs> more space. Sure, <laughs> sure. And actually I, I have to f- full disclosure and I think I brought this up in my email, but I, 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 one of the things I, two, I wanted, I didn't get back to the two things that I actually wanted to talk to you about. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I found you through the Pinky Square connection. Yeah. And, uh, but I wanted to talk about being an intern mm-hmm. slash fellow. Sure. Um, and I wanted to talk about marketing and development. Two, well, I was, I was briefly an intern at a summer stock, which almost doesn't count because <laughs> it was over. It's like, it was intense, but. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't wander in the wilderness. I was there for three months and then I had a full-time job as a direct result of it. So my, okay. I didn't, I didn't have that. Like in, it sounded like you had, how many internships did you have total? First of all, uh, technically three had the Oslo rep apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. Um, That's in Florida. That was in Florida, yeah. Sarasota, Florida. Um, I had, uh, I, an internship with forum theater, um, as an assistant director for the shipment and then also as the um, artistic admin mm-hmm. in the office. Um, and then I had the fellowship at Shakespeare Theater in development. And then I also worked at Berkshire Theater Festival, which is a, a summer stock mm-hmm. theater yeah. for a summer um, that I was not an intern. I was like helping supervise the interns. <laughs> uh, but I lived with them as like in a kind of RA oh, situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So familiar <laughs> very with familiar that, with their that internship setup, yeah. program. <laughs> That's yeah. interesting. That's it. That's backwards. Not backwards. How did I? Anyway. Yes. Hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I had that similar experience in the sense that I was a grad student. I went, I went directly into grad school from undergrad okay. for Germanic studies, mm-hmm. which I would not recommend listeners um, <laughs> uh, because you end up in this really weird situation where you're, I didn't have to TA, but I, part of the part of the situation put me in essentially grading supervisory roles with people who were maybe two years younger than I was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And that's weird. Right. (laughs) And I wasn't ready for it, so. Uh, People rarely are at 23. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I can imagine. Yeah. (laughs) So, I don't know, I don't know, I'd love to, we'll dig into the marketing here in a second as well. But internships in particular are pretty, emotional issue or can be an emotional issue in talking about the economics of theater sure which is one of th- I, so I don't I don't necessarily have anything specific but I am interested in your experience of it like were you frustrated by it, it seems to have gone well for you so like yeah 
Uh, I would say that there's there are frustrating things about it, a hundred percent. Would I do it again? Yes, <laughs> I think not anymore now. But right, like, if right. I had to go back, right, right, uh, I, I, you, I would not have known coming out of school that it was going to take me almost two and a half years to not be an intern anymore. Right. Um, so that was kind of the surprise factor and the part that got emotional slash like uh the hard part just because you're you know you're not really making any money you're (laughs) you're trying to like make these connections and like get a lot of skills that you don't have um you want to like soak in everything but it's a lot happening at once um and for me I mean I moved to Florida because I was like see ya like (laughs) family and life and like all these things that I've known my whole life growing up and I wanted to do something a little bit different and um and I went to Florida and I lived five miles from the beach and I went four times in the 10 months that I lived there like I just was always at the theater and always trying to do different stuff and my my first apprenticeship was in arts administration and company management Mm. so if anybody out there has ever done company management before (laughs) you are working all the time and you're meeting a ton of people when you drive you know an hour to the Tampa airport and back every day Mm -hmm. and also repertory theater is a true rep so oh wow people are always in and out the whole season um and they do like three openings in a row in january and then they get ready for their spring like it's it's a lot of people in and out um but that was also like such a cool experience because i got to meet all these people who um were from new york and had been doing like been in the business for a long time and like had like you know all of their experiences and stories to share. So I feel like that was one of the most valuable things that I learned. And I worked with some really amazing people. And as a theater major in college, I never learned anything about nonprofit world. Like, oh yeah, no, it's you hard to teach It's not that. really yeah. part of, of that degree. So yeah, <laughs> yeah so I, I go in there and I'm like, okay, well, I have no idea. Like I'm going to be working with the board of directors, but I guess we'll see what that really means and what they really mm-hmm. do. So as far as a learning experience, like that was amazing to get to learn like what marketing team actually does mm-hmm. for a theater and what the development team does for a theater. Like I probably like going into college at least would not have been able to tell you what development was right? or like why it was important to a theater <laughs> company. Because like when I'm eight, you know, you're 18 and you're going into a school, you're like, I'm going to be on Broadway. <laughs> and that was, that was kind of where I was. And then, you know, you, you, learn stuff in school and change and then you get out and you're like oh my god I don't know anything still um not to say that I didn't learn anything at JU yeah, because well, I yeah. absolutely did <laughs> um so yeah so that was kind of like a big shocking open eye-opening experience sure, and yeah. then also just like the homesickness hit after a little while because doing company management I didn't get to go home for Christmas yep. or Thanksgiving or mm-hmm. anything because we had shows running and had to be available in case you know because the actors were all still there um and so that part of it was really hard and that kind of really shaped my decision to come back to this area um after summer stock um and I had never done summer stock before uh it's wild so it was yeah it was really wild it was a really fun summer um and I also I was the assistant to the general manager so I got to keep doing kind of administration Mm -hmm. kind of things and contracting and I had a a few more duties and responsibilities so I felt like spreading my wings a little bit um and that was also that's what it's for yeah it was also just like a very different model than the regional theater because Oslo Repertory Theater is such a like well known and respected Mm -hmm. regional theater in such a different way that Berkshire Theater Festival is a well-known and respected Summerstock Theater Festival um, where they're doing like totally different work and different schedule and a different like model of running things. And it surprised me how small the staff at Berkshire Theater Festival is during the year. They have like, I want to say like 10, 15 people who work there and then everybody else is like comes in for the summer and leaves in August. So it was really cool to kind of be on the... um, management end of that because I was there before everyone and after everyone and kind of got to learn how the whole summer works um mm-hmm. yeah yeah 
yeah. most most technicians do not experience that entirety of the summer because right. I got busted in I got in June, mm-hmm. and most of the admin staff had been there for um, at least a month. Yeah, yeah. I, this was with New York Station Film and mm-hmm. the Kipsy. So New York Station Film okay. has an existence. It's not even that New York Station Film is only exclusively a summer stock, but they just have a summer season mm-hmm. in a particular residence. So, so much had happened before I had even got there. Yeah, yeah. And that was really great to learn kind of the differences between those two. So I still kind of felt like I was in internship mode because I was still learning <laughs> new things. Um, and I came back and uh, to D.C. Um, and I had set up this internship with Forum Theater, um, which I was really excited about because artistic admin – and directing or such big passions of mine mm-hmm. um and to get to work with michael who i met because he was jmu alum too and i met him at oh when really he came oh back. that's right we did talk about um, that yeah yeah so i you know everybody at jmu is like michael duff started a theater company and he's like a star and it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> so you're like oh yeah i want to work with that guy and he's really great um yes. and, and i learned a lot from working with them too because they're once again, totally different than the regional theater, you know, oh, yeah. hundreds yeah. of people on the staff model of Oslo Rep and Berkshire Theater Festival. And now, you know, there's just Michael is the only full-time staff member at the time. Um, so everybody else was coming in and out and kind of working on plays that were newer or mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah. totally different from what you get at Oslo Rep, which is doing shows that... Um, you know, have just come off Broadway or shows that are kind of more in the mainstream, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, and uh, that was an unpaid internship. This is the first time that they'd ever done internships, and that was kind of my thing where I was like, well, I'm moving back to the area. I can work at the same time. I was a substitute teacher with Fairfax County. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and I was only at Forum like two days a week. And that's actually where I met uh, Nori Major, who is the, oh, I don't know what her exact title is at Shakespeare. I think it's a uh, associate director of development for right. corporate and foundations. Um, so she does all the institutional giving at Shakespeare, and she was the development consultant for Forum. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so she kind of emailed everybody saying, um, if you know anybody, we're looking to fill this development fellow position. I was like, me, yes, me, (laughs) pick me. Um, So, uh, you know, very luckily that was like the only time that I had an internship that really went to the next job right away in in like sequence. Um, But I'm so, so glad that that that, that worked (laughs) out that way because, you know, I was like, halfway through my unpaid internship and substitute teaching and I was like applying for you know real people jobs and I was like I don't want to not be in theater anymore but I have to make money yeah and that's the hardest part about interning I think is that everybody loves what they're doing in theater and that's why they're there and so nobody's making a lot of money so then the interns are making even less money yeah and you're like I'm at Oslo Repertory Theater and they're doing the Grapes of Wrath and I'm like, the irony is not lost on me. <laughs> like, this is a brilliant play, and we're doing it. But also at the same time, like, here I am as an intern here, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the same. It's like the last, you know, thing that they really need to make government regulations on, I guess, if they want things to really change. Yeah, absolutely. That's um, it. It's slowly happening. Yeah. Slowly happening. Oh, my gosh. And when I learned uh, how taxes work for interns, (laughs) that was a fun, rude awakening, too. Yeah. Um, Because, and it's interesting, some places were like, we're going to have a seminar about taxes for interns. And then some places were like, I don't want to give you any tax advice because I don't want to be liable. So it was like very different styles of of internship programs. Yeah. I don't want to like out whatever Um, (laughs) ones, but like... You know, like some places were like, we're going to have seminars for you to talk to people in, you know, the marketing department or in the whatever department. And then some of them were more just like, um, here, go hands on. Um, And some of them were like, more like a just normal position uh, where you were getting to kind of experience everything and also getting the seminars and stuff. So it was like... Very different styles yeah. of there, internships. It's, 
That's a really loud heater, by the way. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, it's part of the ambiance. Yes. Um, I just wanted, I could not not acknowledge it at some yeah. point. Like, that's, oh, oh no, that's, that's going to be there. It may There's go no away at electronically some point. erasing <laughs> that one. That's fine. Um, but uh, what would be nice, I feel like a lot of people's, a lot of theaters' experience of setting up the intern programs is very ad hoc. They, they have needs and they um, have an education department and goals, mm-hmm. but th- they don't always have the same. There isn't a set. I, I don't know. I don't know if Lort has a set of guidelines for fellowship, apprenticeship, internship. Oh, I don't think so. I think you can kind of just put whatever name right. on it you want. Yeah. And that's that's the part where I think the variety of experience is a little too extreme sometimes because mm-hmm. at the smaller theaters you really are basically on staff and just not getting paid and that is actually illegal um yeah, but well, i never felt that way at forum though because i wasn't oh no for, like, and forum's a different beast entirely yeah it just i think i mean i was always i was paid for all my internships um like a, st- a weekly stipend and, mm-hmm, and yeah. housing which that's uh, is the only good. reason that i took out of town yeah. internships. Yes. Like if they did not have housing, it was a non, like I wouldn't even apply. Yeah. Um, because it just like, it made it worth it. Otherwise it would have been just such a like drain oh, of yeah. resources oh, that yeah. uh, it would. And, and you know, there's, there's a lot of talk about how internships are for people who are privileged and it's definitely true. <laughs> like there's no way I could have done it if I didn't have um, some savings and some help from my parents and, and, their understanding and willingness to like let me do this thing that I love to do <laughs> and yeah. so it's I, I can't I, I would hope that like one of the biggest changes that could come about would be finding more that have like scholarships or things that yeah where they can be available to people that need uh that financial assistance because otherwise I don't I don't know that I would have the job that I have now if I didn't have the background of the internships right um, yeah, so I it's mean, kind of a vicious cycle. Exactly. It's it's a push pull. Uh, yeah. We like to solve it one podcast at a time. So <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is that is exactly why I I wanted to talk to someone who had been in, someone who had been recently part of yeah. what it, what it's like to make that transition from school, um, to to uh, a more regular sort of professionalized part, being a more professionalized part of theater instead of an ad hoc mm-hmm. part of theater. Yeah. And it's. I mean, my frustration ultimately with many of the internship programs, especially if we talk about opportunity, it's not purely economic opportunity, although that is obviously, as we talked about, a huge problem. Yeah. But I didn't come to the realization that I could or really needed to be creative, like a director or a, or a writer, um, until way later in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I have a German degree and a Germanic studies master's and a film studies degree. And then I fell into theater okay. and then I was in theater for four years. I was like, but I really, I do really still want to direct. Like just being in the theater is not enough. I still haven't directed anything since then. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm available if anybody, you know, wants to take Me that too. chance. <laughs> yeah, right. That, we should get to that. She's, you are a, a hyphenate, um, yeah. as well. Um, but the internship culture doesn't cast its net outside of you were just in school very well yeah Be- a lot of them like what's your gpa <laughs> like yeah ah, yeah i would say um yeah i don't remember working with any interns that were like significantly like career changers or anything like that but i don't know it, i feel like it would be weird the way that they're set up right. now too <laughs> because it's so much of an educational like yes. thing that kind of assumes that you haven't had that work experience before where like I think somebody that does but in a different capacity might not be able to get the same things out of it um as somebody who's just coming out of school and doesn't know what a nonprofit (laughs) does you know would get (laughs) yeah no I I it's I don't I don't and that's another problem I don't think it's possible entirely to solve yeah um but being aware that you know there's there's you're leaving talent on the table Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't yeah. know where to look, it's a common theme in economic development today. Like it's, sure. it's a big deal, sort of on the political landscape. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's interesting too the kind of areas that are offered for internships. Yes, 
are so varied in what theater it is and what they can accommodate and you know you have to have somebody who can supervise and like teach the person so you can't have it in just whatever areas that you might want but um it's just so competitive no matter what yeah like yeah. I applied to Shakespeare theater internships since I was in college, like for the summer ones, and then for oh, the yeah. year, and like I didn't get in until I had a connection with yeah. someone, and there was a spot to fill. Like that's what it took, and I'm so glad that that happened. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so competitive because yeah. people want to do it, and and everybody wants to work at the best places, and everybody wants to work at a place that has like that kind of infrastructure that yes. can support the internship as like one of the best uh, paying and housing situations. Um, Oh, the economic benefit of the housing in D.C. is enormous. Yeah, yeah. And it costs the company... I don't know what it costs the company exactly, because that, they've been in that space for a very long time. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. it's not insignificant. No, yeah, I think it's really important. And it's... I mean, I grew up in Herndon. I'm, you know, my parents live five minutes from here. <laughs> and so even then, I still... The opportunity to have free housing in D.C. was, like, crucial because it is... It's, you know, commutable, but... Yeah. Such a long commute. It's, yeah. uh, it's hard oh, to yeah, it's a drag. To be available for like development events and stuff like that would have been much harder. Yeah. And they're yeah. uh did I say where they're their their intern housing is on is on Capitol Hill. Like yeah. two block yeah. three blocks from the Capitol, two blocks from it's Folger amazing. Shakespeare where they were resident. Right. In early mm -hmm. in the early Still days. Left over from those yes, days. Yes. It's true. But like it's it's the same thing again where I lived in Florida and didn't go to the beach. I lived in DC for 6 months and I never did any of the like, no, you know, you can't. Yeah. DC things because I was, you know, I was also doing the show at Forum at the same time, so that really diminished any like free time <laughs> outside <true>. of because <laughs> I would like be at at Shakespeare at 5.30, get on the train to Silver Spring, like, yeah. and then go to rehearsal for, like, most of it, so. Somebody, one of the crew that I was just working with at Shakespeare yesterday uh, was wearing a t-shirt that was clearly from college, mm -hmm. but it's still true, and it was, like, eat, sleep, theater was the front of the t-shirt, uh -huh. and on the back of the t-shirt was, I can't, I have rehearsal. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say pick two. <laughs> <laughs> That's, in college, so many of the college educational experience, like, at Pitt, I love Pitt. Mm -hmm. Pitt's a great school, but the people in the theater department there were crazy because they, I mean, they were active 19 hours a day. Yeah. Juggling everything. Yeah. I mean, one of the reasons that I loved JMU so much is because they have an, a really great student program where we have like our own space and the um, faculty, uh, you can submit a proposal to do oh, okay, all different yeah. kinds of projects that you want. And so almost everybody is involved in at least one of those throughout the semester. Like at any given time, you could be signed on for two more later. Like you, you're just trying to do as many different projects and things that you can. And yeah. so you're just there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but it was awesome because we were making our own theater, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's that's one of the freeing things, of course, about school. School. Yeah. yeah. Is, is the freedom to – because – the money it takes to do that when you're not in school is also yeah. not inconsiderable. Right, right. Uh, yeah, internships. Mm -hmm. thing. Internships. <laughs> when we come up with a solution, we'll let you know. All right. <laughs> in the meantime, and you brought this up a little bit, um, since we can't solve that right now, because um, we're not artistic directors yet or anything like that. No. But you brought up not knowing what a board is or does. Um, yeah. in your first gig. Can and you believe I was that naive? <laughs> no, I totally can believe that. And the only reason I knew what a board is and does was because my student job at Case Western Reserve University was with the Mandel Center for Nonprofits, mm -hmm. where Dean Gladden, who is now the managing director of the Alley, uh, helped teach a course about arts management. Mm -hmm. There's like an executive certificate that you could get, and I handled the paperwork yeah. <laughs> for that, so I read accidentally read parts of those abstracts and I did the labels for and and process some of the data for their survey of mm -hmm. what what not-for-profit organizations pay their chief executives or mm -hmm. their boards um yeah you can look all that up yeah uh, that <laughs> a thing that by the way listeners for sure li for reals like not-for-profits have public tax tax information mm -hmm. available about all kinds of things. Yeah. Due diligence. You should you should look at what your favorite theater does. 
mm-hmm. um, and marvel at it. What budget they do it on? Yeah. Um, uh, so, but that's not, nobody. Most most people can be forgiven for not understanding yeah. how a five hundred one c three works, or like why most theaters, why every theater has an education department, mm-hmm. and and all of that stuff. So, your journey started. I for years called it. A solo. Oh yeah, I didn't even know how to pronounce it during my interview because I had tried so hard to find somebody just saying <laughs> Oslo Repertory Theater, and it was on in none of their videos. Like, I was like, <laughs> they like showed the little thing, and it was like Michael Donald Edwards like talking, but nobody ever said like here at Oslo Rep. Like it was just like ah, I don't know how to say it, um, which was funny. Yeah. So um, uh, what, 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 d- describe that your the the way that you came into contact with that part of because that's a part of theater like I only knew about because of that job but I don't I don't talk to the board (laughs) I don't have access to the board I don't know I know what development wants from lighting for an event but Mm -hmm. I don't know the how those events get planned or processed or like and and all of that so I'm fascinated about all of this I don't know any of this well as the arts administration apprentice one of my duties was to prep all the board meetings so I did all of their like agenda and mm-hmm. materials and correspondence and and um for the main board meetings which they had a board of like 55 people which is insane our That's board at, huge at next half theater there are nine board members <laughs> much more manageable um yeah they have 55 board members and an executive committee of about oh okay that's how they handle it 15 12 yeah. something like that um and so they would meet more frequently than the the full yeah, board. Yeah, of course. Right. Um, the full board met. There was like a luncheon yeah. and presentations and, you know, they'd bring in, because Oslo Repertory Theater is also home to the um, FSU MFA for acting. So they would bring in those acting okay. students for some stuff. And um, so my, yeah, so my thing was to get to know them and t- take minutes mm-hmm. for the yeah, meetings. I say, minutes so I learned so well. much yeah. just, from, <laughs> yeah. just from taking minutes. Um, and then... I actually, because they were starting a government relations committee, and that was something that I was very interested in, is um, the way that, you know, theaters can advocate for policy. Um, so I actually just kind of volunteered when they were looking for somebody to, to work with that committee um, and ended up doing their minutes and helping kind of plan some events where they could invite some local government officials on tours and things like that. So the board is really... Um, they're the the kind of... They're the governing group for Mm -hmm. the theater so they um have to pass kind of the major decisions the budget yeah that's the big one that's the big one um you know anything in as far as mission strategic plan they were working on a new strategic plan when i was at also rep so that was also an amazing (laughs) experience yeah yeah um their strategic plan was the three-year plan um that covered you know, different goals in all of their departments and laid out exactly how they were going to achieve them over the course of those three years. And, you know, year one, we're doing this, year two, we're doing this. Um, and then, yeah, so that was kind of the the main thing was getting to know, like, which board members are responsible for what. And then the other main component of the board meeting would be to talk about the financials of the theater and how yeah. the theater was growing. And they had a big matching challenge for their endowment going on while I was there. So I was learning a lot about that um, and about how... Um, donations for a theater work I wasn't necessarily at that time learning about how to build the relationship with the donor how to mm-hmm. find donors or how to like um cultivate and, and do stewardship and stuff so but I was learning kind of um what percentage of of the theater was dependent on yeah donations oh, yeah. which um we want to be more than ticket sales because yes when you have that kind of support, then you have um, the ability to do some riskier shows. You can um, really put those resources into the artistic uh, needs of the yeah. of the theater yeah. and not be worried like about um, you know are we going to have enough for the next production right. based on the ticket sales of this production yeah. kind of thing. So that's kind of the main thing that we're trying to do right now is at next stop actually yeah, is, is try to my next question. <laughs> try to like um right now we're we're uh doing really well with our ticket sales where they're almost 75 percent um but we really want to change that to yeah. a more of like a 60 40 mm-hmm. and then eventually 
flip the other way 60 40 yeah um but that's that'll take time i mean we were a volunteer organization for so long and had donors then um but it really like was a big jump between being volunteer to becoming professional and needing that support um and and it almost doubled um from what they had been getting and and our budget almost tripled (laughs) so it's just like a lot of a lot of uh financial math <laughs> yeah um, it's, i i that's just why we do the podcast so that yeah because i definitely think a lot of patrons don't necessarily realize that that background like mm-hmm. the ticket sale is important but ultimately your engagement with the theater around everything but the ticket sales is actually more important yeah yeah and it's um when you become a donor, it's a more special relationship. Mm. And that's my biggest job is to make you feel like as a donor that you have a special relationship with us, that you know that we appreciate your gift and that you feel like a partner in our organization um, that can, you know, freely give their feedback or, um, you know, participate in events and talk to our cast and, and our directors and our designers and kind of be more involved in everything that's happening which I think is really cool and like I'm (laughs) halfway through I was like halfway through my development fellowship I was like shoot I should have like become an investment banker or something so I could be a donor (laughs) to a theater because it's so much it's like you get to go to the parties and you get to like see all of the um kind of more special performances like we just had our first ever gala um okay yeah weekends ago one weekend ago two isn't it it's been a a month um no it it was on april 16th and is the first time that i've ever run anything like that um so it was really cool because we just had some of our you know most loyal donors people that have been supporting the theater since it was eldon street players Mm -hmm. and then also new people that had just heard about us and, and decided to become donors because they believed in what we were doing so we kind of brought a lot of new people together with the people who've been around for a long time, and we did preview performances of all the shows we have coming up next mm-hmm. season with actors who they've seen on our stages for the past three years, people that are repeat offenders. <laughs> <laughs> people that are always, you know, the, the, oh, that's, you know, that guy was in the Next Stop show. People will remember, you know, when we do a musical, they're like, where's John? Where's yeah. Bobby? Yeah. Like, Well, that's why, and that's why for so many years early on in the regional theater movement, they went with companies. They mm-hmm. established acting companies because people love that connection yeah. with, the, with, the, with what kind of roles they do next. Like, oh, mm-hmm. they love, it's so much, like, I mean, you can talk about fantasy sports all you want, but in theater, fantasy casting oh, is yeah. something that happens all the time. I love this guy for this. I can't believe they cast him for that. I have no idea why that happened. Mm-hmm. Way before, forget the show's not even a glimmer in the production manager's eye, and people will be <laughs> arguing about, about casting if they know it. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, our donors, uh, I mean, some of our actors have even become donors, which is really cool, too, to see that they're still really engaged in the company, even mm-hmm. if they haven't done a show here in a little while. Um, yeah, so that's, I don't even know what the original question was. So we're yeah, talking we've about wandered, boards. Yeah, we wanted from the board, <laughs> and there's a one question that I did, uh, well, um, uh, we started to talk about Next Stop specifically, so that, yeah. that was the primrose path we trod down. Um, what does it take to get on the board? Um, well, <laughs> I don't know that I'm 100% the best person to know that. I think, because uh, our producing artistic director, um, really kind of shaped this board Mm -hmm. um and he was on the board of directors for the eldon street players right before they were done um and he'd been a professional actor and director and was like i want to you know make this professional theater company like this is his baby um and so the board at the time was all getting they were all getting ready to resign um and there was a lot of people on a community theater board are the people who are also acting in the play and directing the play and designing the play. Um, But for the board, we needed to become a professional theater to like completely redo the model of the budget and finances and how the structure of the company was going to work and hire more staff. Um, It it took people who had um, like financial finesse or like people Mm -hmm, who mm -hmm. um, could 
you know, provide connections to corporations or yeah. foundations or, you know, people who had experience in um, one of our board members was a former town council member mm-hmm. um, and also worked in insurance. Um, but he had been involved in Elder Tree Players for a long time. So it was a really great match because you, you want people who are also really passionate about mm. the theater who want to be more involved than just your typical audience member. Um, and then the board really should be your... Uh, especially in a small st- shop like ours, your biggest uh, advocate for other donors and other supporters yeah. because yeah. their friends are going to be the ones who are coming to the theater. Um, they're making a commitment financially to the theater. Um, and some boards have a financial commitment that you have to hit a certain mm-hmm. amount, um, whether it's, they call it give-get. So, for example, if you're at $50,000 give-get, that means... If you only want to donate twenty thousand dollars, you are committed to bringing in thirty thousand dollars mm, from other gotcha. people. Okay. Yeah, so the, so they're really their job is to help you find new people um, to bring into the theater. Like we give our board members tickets mm-hmm. so that they can bring people who've never been before, or um, you know, we we set up. Um, Every board member has a project so that they can get to know either the cast or they can do some sort of event that will bring in new people. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of different ways that the board can be involved, and it just kind of depends on which person and what their different skill level is that they're bringing to the table. Um, one of our board members really helped me immensely with our gala because she had experience mm-hmm. with doing that. So it just all depends. We don't really have, and we have different committees for everything as well. Mm, yeah, because when your board is... <coughs> I can edit that out don't worry about that (laughs) Um, yeah board relations is is important and that's that's one of the things obviously that the Mandel Center like talked about all the time was Mm -hmm. uh, uh, creating a board that is connected to the theater and responsible and responsive and um, and all of that stuff it's an art it's you, mm-hmm. you, you go to graduate school to learn how to <laughs> really how to fine tune it. Uh, and it's obviously something you have to have to have a personal touch to really to really deal with mm-hmm. managing those relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And it's um, I still feel really new in this position. I'm in here like seven ish, eight months. Um, so I'm still getting to know exactly where my board member strengths mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. in fundraising, especially. But um they've done a lot to kind of revamp the whole theater and like change the budget from, you know, 120,000 a year to we're almost at 600,000 a year. So that's kind of where their biggest priority has been. I mean, that's a huge jump. Yeah. Yeah. So now that we're really kind of getting settled as a professional theater, not so much in transition anymore. um, Now the focus is really going to have to shift to sustaining what we've got and making our fundraising goals. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, did you? This is super nerdy. Um, <laughs> it, was your change to five hundred one? Are you a five hundred one c three? Yes. At this point, and they've yeah. been. We're still the same five hundred one c three. Okay. Gotcha. We're just. We have a new You're DBA. Or? Yeah, DBA. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. so you can look us up uh, <laughs> if you ever want to do, uh, but it's kind of, yeah, it'll say Next Up Theater and also Elton Street Players mm-hmm. on all of our official things, but um, yeah, the doing business as DBA. Oh, sorry, um, I should have explained that. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's a way to have a brand for your um, organization, and a lot of a lot of them have it. I, I'm not thinking of any off the top of my head, but I saw the one the other day that it. was like, yeah, um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, when I get my checks from Arena Stage, it's not from Arena Stage. And Flo- uh, Forge Theater is also the same thing. Okay. It, you, you get your <coughs> you get your checks from Forge Theater Society. Mm-hmm. And who else does it? Folger Shakespeare gets Mark. paid in a very weird and roundabout way. Well, they from, have like the Amherst trustees. Yeah, so that you, yeah. I actually get my checks from Amherst. Interesting. From Folger when I work there. Yeah. Um, lots like of a, them do it, yeah. I, I remember looking that... Uh, because I applied for a job there, and mm-hmm. when you apply for a job in a nonprofit, go to GuideStar and look <laughs> at their 990 because then you can see their budget, and they have them for like a few years going back, and you can see how much the, the um, top five people make yep. in the company, which is not great for Amherst trustees because it's 
so encompassing it doesn't even matter for Fulcher. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, you yeah. can do that for any nonprofit. Yeah, and that's, uh, I mean, community relations-wise, it's one of the ways that you try to help. It's that, uh, one of the things I did want to touch on. Mm-hmm. What I find fascinating about development mm-hmm. and, and, and marketing is that numbers and financials are very important to yes. the proper functioning of those. <laughs> development, its sole goal is to understand targets and, yeah. and all of that. But often in full staff meetings, there is, at some theaters that I've been, t- that I've worked for, a mm-hmm. very strong taboo against mentioning headline numbers like money like that or like what hmm. other people get paid or, and it's very, the subject of money is very sensitive. Mm-hmm. It's, hmm. it's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> Especially since the, the 990 exists and you can't keep some people's salaries a secret or no, those budget can't. lines. <laughs> was, um, well, and you don't get to see the whole budget. You don't, the that's true. No, it's not broken down that specifically. No. I mean, the other thing that's really great for development people about the 990 is then you can look at the foundations that you're applying for money for yeah. and look up who else they've given money to and how much. So you can kind of see like, okay, they've given this other theater company in my area $1,000. So maybe yeah. they'll be willing to give me $1,000 too. Is um, grant writing part of your remit here? Yes. Or, okay, yeah. Yeah, um... I pretty much do all the development stuff <laughs> okay, here. Okay, yeah. I mean, um, and Evan does a lot of the like face. Okay, sure. Stuff, because yeah, yeah. he's really the one that everybody knows, and he's the you yeah. know producing artistic director. So, yeah. you know, I send him a list of people to give a personal phone <laughs> call to. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but all the like, um, yeah. Evan and I sat down earlier uh, in when I had first started the position to go over because he had been doing all the grant writing, and he was like so excited to be able to pass that <laughs> on, I think. Yeah. yeah, so he and I still work on them together, but I do the writing, and then he, you know, we, we meet about what we're going to ask for and mm, what yeah. kind of project we're going to do. So, like, he still is, like, the program part of it because when you write a grant, you're obviously going to be working with whoever runs the program that you're asking for the money for. Otherwise, you're not going to get that money. Um, so he's kind of, he does the program part of things. But I'll, like, write all the narratives up and, you know, make sure that we have our budget in line for it. Because some grants ask you for a budget that uh, specifically breaks down exactly the resources for oh, that project. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a lot harder for for someone like us to do than, like, uh, if you have a more sophisticated system or people that are more dedicated to An that. Accountant? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> a lot of times we apply for general operating support kind of things, which yes. is a lot easier for me to put in our, you know, our yeah. budget that's been approved and, and all of that stuff. Um, but yeah, so he still works on them with me, but it's, um, and we, have talked about, you know, oh, this one is coming up, like, we want to apply for this one, that kind of thing. Um, but now that's kind of really more in my realm. And then um, individual giving, like, thank you letters and mm-hmm. kind of stewardship of those people is kind of up to me. And that's why I really wanted to do this sp- Spring Spree gala event that we had because we had all these um, dark night events in April when we had our children's production of Snow White going on so we wanted to have all these different like concerts and cabarets and stuff and I was like can we have like a donor event so that's kind of our way of showing appreciation but also kind of saying hey this is what we have coming up and we could really use your help (laughs) so um, and it was nice for me too because I got to put a lot of faces to names that I had been oh yeah sure you know talking to on the phone (laughs) or emailing with or whatever and now I can you know have photos that of the event that I can send to them and put in their ticketing profile so I never forget what their face looks like yeah so it's it's a lot about like building relationships and the thing that I was really excited about to go into development is that, uh, you know, I'm so passionate about theater. All these other people are passionate about theater too, and they want to help, and they just, you have to tell them how. You have to ask them Mm -hmm. to. Mm -hmm. And uh, and people, you know, when you ask them, are usually wanted help. So, and it's nice to get to talk to people who have that passion about theater, but aren't necessarily in the business. (laughs) So, yeah. 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 (laughs) <laughs> well, we are we are actually amazingly 
at our hour. Wow. Um, and I, I mean, I love the nuts and bolts of all of this stuff. Um, so I could keep talking about it forever. But it is also 8.45 on a rainy Thursday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I feel like I should let you go. And uh, But I... I have no idea who that crazy person on wheels is. Uh, <laughs> this is their second trip. I Anyway, <laughs> very thin yeah. walls here. That must be a challenge. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is your, sh- what do you have here to plug? Yes. Next Stop has so, a show. Next Stop has a show. We're doing City of Angels. It is a jazz musical with a score by Cy Coleman. Um, it is a movie within a musical. So film noir, uh, world of Detective Stone is being written by this author um, Stein and he's turning his novel into a movie so you get to see the movie happening at the same time as you see the uh, backside of Hollywood movie writing deals <laughs> happening and uh, all the characters are doubled um, part of the show is in black and white anything that you see in, on film is going to appear in black and white so you have to come see how we do that <laughs> um, and that starts May 12th runs through June 5th and that's the end the season finale of our third season and we've announced our fourth right. so you can check out our website that'll be in the show links so. great <laughs> <laughs> yeah and um yeah, I think City of Angels is going to be really exciting. It's the first professional DC production oh, wow. that we okay. can find. So, mm. yeah. So, see it here first. Yeah, <laughs> be part of history. Yes. All right. Well, thanks for sticking around for yeah, me through the traffic you. apocalypse. Thanks for coming out to Herndon. You don't need a passport. It's true. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, thanks. Yeah, it was yeah, really cool. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry about the coughing. I, uh, oh, it's fine.